Good morning. It's good to see you here in God's house. It's my pleasure and privilege to be able to share. I'm excited. Share the word of God with you this morning. We're going to be looking at the will of God. What is the will of God? Sometimes things happen in people's lives, and someone will say, well, that was the will of God. We sometimes wonder, really, how do we know what is the will of God and what is not? How many of you have struggled with that question? Raise your hand, okay? Yeah. What's the will of God? What, what do we mean when we say, thy will be done? As we look at the Lord's Prayer today, the third petition, thy will be done, we oftentimes think of that question, what does it mean to understand the will of God. What is the will of God? For instance, 2016, was it the will of God that the Denver Broncos win the Super Bowl? Yeah, some of us would say, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the will of God. Was it the will of God that my family, um, our little boy, my wife, and I moved to Firestone, Colorado? Was that the will of God? Was it the will of God that 9-11 occur in New York City in 2001? Was it the will of God that World War II occur? These are questions, perplexities that sometimes make us think, what is and what isn't the will of God? Now, we're looking at the third petition today, thy will be done. And it's interesting, as you look at the Lord's Prayer, the first three petitions have to do with God. Think about it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Next one. Thy kingdom come. Next one. Thy will be done, okay? That has to do with our relationship with God, or we're talking about what God does, or what we hope God accomplishes in the world and in our lives. So it has to do with God, but the next four petitions have to do with us. For instance, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. What's the next one? And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So the first three petitions have to do with what? Little quiz time, with what? First three petitions with what? God. The next four petitions have to do with us, okay? So today we look at the third leg, thy will be done. We got to understand that thy will be done really hinges on the first two petitions, which were hallowed be thy name and what? Next one, hallowed be thy name and what? Thy kingdom come, right? And so thy will be done is saying, may your name be holy, Lord God, and may your kingdom come. That is the will of God. So when we ask the question, and I want you, if I, I'd encourage you to take notes today. If you can't take notes because you've got a kid in your arms, I get that. But I'd encourage the rest of you to at least take mental notes so that you can remember these things, talk about it with your friends, with your family, and use it as witness opportunities to understand what is the will of God. So here we answer this question, what ultimately is the will of God? And here's the first answer, that we live holy lives. Now, what is a holy life? Listen to this. Don't miss it. So many times people can't figure this out. This is what a holy life is. A holy life is one dedicated to God and the Ten Commandments. So we know we are living a holy life when we obey the Ten Commandments. Now, who doesn't want us to keep the Ten Commandments? 
Satan, absolutely. He's on the prowl. He's on the offense. He wants to destroy, dismantle, bring division, and make you not want to obey the will of God. So what are we praying in this? We're praying that Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father would kick butt on Satan, hold him at bay so that we can keep the commandments of God. Are you with me? That's what we're saying in this. We're saying, Lord God, descend in a mighty way, keep temptation away, put a bar, a hedge of protection around me so that I honor you with my life. I desire to live a holy life before you. And God, give me power in your Holy Spirit to put to death the deeds of darkness, the deeds of the flesh, and to rise up with you, Lord Jesus Christ, to live a new life. This is the will of God, that we obey the commandments of God. And so... If we understand that the will of God is revealed through the Ten Commandments, what do you think of this statement? Well, I believe it's God's will that I live with my boyfriend or my girlfriend before we get married. How do you know that's not the will of God? Because it's contrary to what? The Ten Commandments. Or what about this guy who says, I think God gives me permission to cheat on my income taxes every once in a while. No, that's contrary to the will of God revealed in the Ten Commandments. Or I've heard this one. God told me to divorce my wife. Or God told me to divorce my husband. And I've said, was he unfaithful? Was she unfaithful? No. Were they abusive? No. Then I said, that is not the will of God for your life. You see, the will of God is revealed in the Ten Commandments. And we're asking the Holy Spirit to give us power and strength to obey the will of God revealed in his word. Now, the problem is we don't always do that. And when we fail, when we fall, when we trip into sin, what do we do? We confess our sins. We acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And then we, through the power of the Holy Spirit, amend our sinful lives. It's amazing what we say in the early service. We say these words in the confession. Forgive us, renew us, and strengthen us so that we may what? Delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. We're saying in that confession, Lord Jesus, descend in such a powerful way that I obey your word. So this first petition means, Lord Jesus, give us power to live a holy life. What else does it mean? It means that we remain true to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the will of God. God's desire for you is that you spend eternity with him in heaven. How are you going to spend eternity with him in heaven? By clinging to the truths of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it's God's desire that you would remain true to Christ all your life. That Satan would have no sway, power, influence, or strength over you to tear you away from our good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. In confirmation, we say, I'm going to remain faithful and true to the Lord Jesus Christ no matter what, that nothing will get in the way, nothing will hinder me, that I'm going to be faithful unto death, even to the point of death, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. This is the will of God, that we all run the race to eternal life, to completion, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and is seated at the right hand of God. This is the will of God, that you trust in Jesus all your life. And who hates that confession? Satan does. So again, in this petition... 
We're asking Jesus to kick tail on Satan, to hold him at bay so that we believe in Christ no matter what. If any of you are on the fence regarding Christianity, I pray for you today that Satan gets out of your life, that he quits lying to you because the lie is there is no God, there is no heaven, there is no hell, there is no Savior, there's no way to eternal life like Christ. There, there are many different ways to heaven. There really isn't a God. There really isn't a heaven. There really isn't a hell. All those different lies Satan will tell you. And what are we praying when we say, thy will be done? We're saying, Lord Jesus, get Satan out of my life so that I always trust in Christ. These are the promises of God. Listen to this. That no one will snatch us out of the Father's hand. We ask the question, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or pale or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, St. Paul says, that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. This is what we pray, that God's will would be done, that he who began a good work in us will bring Bring it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. What happened to little Barrett today? God began a good work of placing faith in his heart in Christ. And now our prayer for him is run the race to eternal life to completion. And Lord, your will be done so that Satan has no power over him to destroy his faith. My prayer for every one of you today is Satan would have no power over you to destroy your faith. Amen? Because greater is he, namely Jesus Christ, that lives in us than he who lives in the world. And who lives in the world? Satan does. What does he want to do? Destroy your faith. And we tell him, take a hike. Get out of my life. Thy will be done. I'm going to run the race to eternal life to completion. Amen? That's what we believe. I haven't preached for three weeks. I'm kind of fired up today, okay? <laughs> I mean, this is awesome. Awesome stuff. I want you guys to be as excited about this as I am because, man, I tell you what, as I was sitting in my hot tub last night studying the Word of God, that's kind of weird, I know, weird images, but that's the way it is, okay? <laughs> studying the Word of God, I started to salivate. Man, this is good stuff. Not because it comes from me, because it comes from God and His Word. Your Word, O oh Lord, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We need a lamp. We need a light. And we've got it through the word of God. So what is the will of God? That we walk in his ways. That we live holy lives. Can't do it perfectly. That's why we need Jesus. What is the second will of God? That we remain true to Christ all our lives. And then here's the third part, and this is probably the most important part for many of us here today who struggle with, does God open doors, does God close doors, etc., etc. Here's the third will of God. When we say, thy will be done, what does it mean, thy will be done? That we understand and submit to God's good and gracious plans, plural, for our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11, many of you have it memorized. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to bless you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And this comes down especially to our prayer life when we submit ourselves to the will of God. We're really saying in the Lord's Prayer, not my will be done, but your will be done, and I submit, Lord Jesus Christ, to your lordship over my life, for your plans for my life. And how is that 
carried out by submitting to God's will in prayer. We bring our petitions before God in prayer, right? And when we ask God to do stuff in our lives, we know that there's one of three answers that God is going to give us. The first one we really like when we submit to the will of God. The first one is we ask God to do something and his answer is yes. We like that answer. Yes is good, right? But we don't like it so much when God says, not now, or wait, or maybe, or later. Why? Because we live in an instantaneous age and we want God to answer our prayers instantaneously and more often than not, we want him to say yes to our prayers. And then the prayer we really don't like God to answer, the, the answer we really don't like God is the answer no. When God says no to our prayers, we're basically saying, we should say this, thy will, not my will, but thy will, what? Be done. Somebody told me recently, if you want to uh, make God laugh, tell him your plans. Look at this passage. This flies in the face of that philosophy. Would you guys read this with me? Proverbs 16, 9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Isn't that true? You got all kinds of plans for your life, and you say, this is what I'm going to do. 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 And God says, nope to all those. This is the way I'm going to lead you. Here's the path for your life. This is the door I'm going to open. Have you ever had it in your life where God shuts door after door after door after door and then opens another one and says, this is the direction I want you to go? And so when God slams the door shut on these other things that we think are the will of God, what do we say? Do we get angry, upset with God? Or do we say what? Thy will be done. St. Paul struggled with this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he had a thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it was exactly. It might have been a problem with his eyesight. Some people say it might have been a digestive problem. Some people even say he had a speech impediment. We're not sure. But he prayed on three separate occasions that God would take, take this away. And do you know what God's answer was? No. My grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made perfect in the midst of your weakness. What was God saying? Paul, I'm not going to take away that affliction because you're going to glorify and honor me through that affliction. And when you're weak, I will give you strength. And by the way, Paul, the grace that I've given you in Jesus Christ, let that be enough. We sing that song every once in a while. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Your grace is enough. Do we really believe that? That when God shuts the door, when he says no to a prayer, we say, your grace is sufficient for me. And your power is made perfect in the midst of my weaknesses, in the midst of the things I cannot understand. And I want to tell you, there's things that happen in our lives that from our perspective make absolutely no sense. How many of you agree with that? Raise your hand. Okay? But God says, I know the plans that I have for you. 
I love what 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, now we look through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now we know in part, then we'll know fully, even as we're fully known. When God reveals his plans fully to us, we'll, what we'll be when we're in heaven, glorified with our Lord Jesus Christ, and everything will make sense. Until then, we walk not by sight, but by faith. Trusting in God's provision, trusting in his guidance, trusting in his will, and we say, by the power of the Holy Spirit, your, you say it, will be done. Who really epitomized this whole thy will be done thing? Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, Remember? He knows that, it, listen to this, he knows that it's the will of God the Father that he go to the cross. And because he's all-knowing, he could look into the future the very next day and he could see the scourging, the mocking, the ridicule, the rejection, the scourging some more and the crucifixion. He could see it all. And because he's all-knowing, he said this, as his sweat became like drops of blood, struggling with the will of God, struggling with the will of God, struggling with the will of God. What did he say? Lord, if it be possible, take this cup of suffering away from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. God's desire, God the Father's desire and plan for Jesus' life was that he would go to the cross, and upon that cross he died, and upon that cross he shed blood so that all the sins of our life could be washed away, even the times when we don't live holy lives. Jesus died for that sin and all the sins of your life, and I know Pastor Tim did this already, and I'm going to do it again. I want to say to you that your sins, though they be as scarlet or as white as snow, and I declare to you that your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How cool is that to know that we're forgiven in the eyes of God? And to know that we're forgiven in the eyes of God knows that the Holy Spirit comes into our life and the Holy Spirit leads us and the Holy Spirit guides us and the Holy Spirit enables us to say, your will be done. I have the unique opportunity every Wednesday at 5 o'clock to teach 10 little kids from Allendale Public School. It's so cool. WizKids is just an amazing program where these kids from a public school, the public sector, come to our church every week on a Wednesday and tutors help them with math and reading and science. But then at 5 o'clock, I get Jesus time with them, club time with them. And I was talking about, and I was kind of getting carried away with them. They were thinking, man, is he smoking something? But I was getting carried away with them. And I said, man, it's going to be so awesome when Jesus comes back because we're going to see him face to face and we're going to be with him. And when we're with him, no more suffering and pain and heartache and loneliness and disease and death. And right then I saw this little boy, his lips move to his tutor saying, I can't wait for Jesus to come back. I can't wait to see Jesus' face. What about you? How many of you can hardly wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back? Raise your hand. And some of you might be saying, but I want to get married yet. I want to have kids. Ah, it's not that big a deal, okay? Okay. <laughs> Compared to having Christ Jesus as Savior and Lord, nothing can compare to knowing Jesus, knowing you, Jesus, knowing you. There is no greater thing. 
So until then, thy will be done. Until then, may the Holy Spirit work mightily in our lives so that we can live lives according to his will. May the Holy Spirit live powerfully in our lives so that we continue to trust in Jesus all our days. May the Holy Spirit continue to live in our lives submitting to God's plans instead of arguing and debating and getting angry over his plans. I love that bumper sticker. God is my co-pilot. Have you ever seen that bumper sticker? But I like this one better. If God is your co-pilot, change seats. <laughs> and then we say, your will be done. Lord Jesus, you take the wheel and I will follow. As I say throughout my life, thy will, you say it, be done. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for the power of your word. Help us to take your word now and put it into practice. To live holy lives before you, not perfectly, Lord, because we know we're sinners, but when we fall off track, Help us to get back on track, confessing our sin, acknowledging your forgiveness, and through the power of your Holy Spirit, walking in your ways, delighting, delighting, delighting in your will, God, because you've told us that it is good and pleasant for us to delight in your will. So God, enable us by the power of your Spirit to do that, and then to run the race to eternal life to completion, trusting in Jesus no matter what. And then finally, God, submitting to your will for our lives, not arguing, not debating, but allowing by the power of the Holy Spirit to say these words consistently in life, your will be done. All these things we pray in the name of you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.